What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Pixel Splitters, your favorite conversation podcast, where two guys discuss movie news, TV news, uh, somewhat camera and other tech news, like we always say. News. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as always, we are your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, and how are you doing today, Willis? It's Labor Day? I'm doing good. It's le- We're recording on Labor Day, yep. Um mm-hmm. You know, nice to have a three-day weekend. Always nice. Get away. Yeah. Um, we're here laboring on Labor Day weekend for, for y'all. Yes, exactly. Um, Slaving away. Welcome. Just just so you guys get a new episode this week. Yeah. That's true. It's important. It is. Um, actually, let's just get this started off with a, a nice yes. big rest in peace to, to Michael K. Williams, who we just found out today mm-hmm. has passed away. Um legend from i don't know how many i think i was looking at his imdb earlier it was in the hundreds of, of it's all kinds of stuff yeah man. all across the board i know him most notably from boardwalk empire yes absolutely yeah and he was on the wire for a number of years yeah. and he's done just about everything and uh yeah another legend gone way way too soon 54 yeah just truly insane um crazy so, so. yeah celebration of life for michael k williams this week yes we got some interesting stuff to talk about movie-wise this week. We are going to get into uh, the Shang-Chi box office results because as yes. a lot of you know, Shang-Chi just premiered in theaters only this past Friday, or I believe Thursday, and there's some statistics we can now go over about yep, all of that we're gonna stuff. we're going to stir some pots here. We definitely are going to stir little pots. Uh, and then we're going to move on to the... Newly announced Texas Chainsaw film, which I believe has been bumped back and gone through a whole bunch of rewrites over the past couple years. Mm -hmm. But that has just been acquired by Netflix. So definitely a lively conversation going to happen around what's happening with streaming services and, you know, bigger name IP stuff there. And then we are going to finish it off with some rather depressing news, but film delays. As we all know, films have been delayed the last two years due to the ongoing pandemic. And we have a couple more to add to the list, and so we're going to get to that all within this episode. So yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Shang-Chi. Yes. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. I did see it this weekend. I have not seen it yet, so this will be a spoiler-free podcast, or I will, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Not have a co-host next episode. <laughs> exactly. It'll just be a single, single person uh, yes. podcast from here on out. But no, uh, yeah, I saw Shang-Chi this, this weekend. I will say that it's definitely in the, personally, it's in the top half of the Marvel films for me, definitely, in, cool. in terms of a lot of different things. But the biggest thing we have to talk about is the fact that this was kind of another one of those films for Marvel that wasn't a surefire bet. I think this was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the times this comes with films like Black Panther or Captain Marvel, where we're seeing a much more diverse leading person in these roles. Yeah, and you never really know exactly how that's gonna how that's gonna go over, but uh, but it seems to have gone over pretty well, judging Quite by well. the by the numbers. Yeah, so it did it did seventy one point four million dollars this this weekend. Uh, which is the greatest Labor Day weekend opening weekend ever, mm-hmm. um, and the second highest opening of like the post or this summer's 
box office, uh, second only to Black Widow's 80.3. And I think they're saying, I don't think the exact numbers are up, but I think they're saying they expect the four-day Labor Day weekend thing to, to beat that and be at like... I think they said 83 million, 83 and a half. That's million. what I was seeing too. And even further, they're not 100% sure, yeah. but yeah, that's what I was reading. Which is like way higher than I think they even anticipated. So it's hell yeah. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. It's it's interesting to look at though, because, uh, you know, when we're talking about Black Widow, that's really the only other film we can compare this to in this specific mm-hmm. era of filmmaking. And I was looking at the the box office or the 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 gross as of right now, and it looks like um, for Black Widow, the same amount of time, like the three day period, they did mm-hmm. about eighty, but they also did, and I don't know, I read this, and I'm not sure if this is the way that I'm reading it or if I just took it wrong, but they also made an additional sixty million in streaming. I don't know yeah. if so. Really, it had like an incredible like. A, uh, yeah, a legendary, uh, you know, opening weekend. Yeah, one hundred and forty million dollars. Right. Right. Eighty plus sixty. Uh, plus sixty. Yeah, yeah, one hundred forty. So eight plus six is fourteen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome to it's also math splitters. It's in also yeah. It's also a math podcast, guys. So yes. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting. I'm, I, I was thinking, like, since this was, I think, Disney's only pre- theater-only premiere film, is that true? Because everything else was simultaneous up to now, I believe. The only one that I can think of, I think they have other things that are due to, like, I mean, Spider-Man is going to be theaters-only. Sure. Um, like, they have other things, but this is, yeah, the first thing they've done that's a um, theaters-only. Right. Which made me think, like, is this really this? It, how much of a of a success is it? Is it if it's making you know sixty plus million dollars less than the ones that were on I streamers? Mean, that's, that's that's the tough argument that we're making here. Is that if it's if it's matching Black Widow, you know, pretty much in the box office, but then the dual release or the the dual release street on the streaming platform is you know, bumping that up another 60 million. That's kind of a problem for uh theater only enthusiasts. Yeah. I don't know what the term would be. Yeah. I guess um, that's, yeah. <laughs> Cause then it's hard to say like, Oh, well, you know, look, we released this one only in theaters and it did the same as the, like the people that are going to basically to me, what this is saying is the people that are going to go to the theaters are going to go to the theaters. Yeah. And, the people that aren't aren't like it's not it doesn't matter if it's like only on streaming or only on this or only on that yeah if that makes sense no um, it does totally the thing i think we need to take a look at is what next weekend um kind of looks like mm-hmm. which i feel like we say that with all these things because next weekend will be okay like traditionally traditionally uh thus far in the year it's been a massive drop off in the second weekend because everyone who's gone to see it has gone to see it yeah um so if that's gonna have the same drop off then it really becomes an argument of like well we could just supplement this box office by releasing it simultaneously and that's a tough that's a tough argument to to counter it is and that's you know it made me think like what's the 
what is the upside of not doing a simultaneous release in this regard? Because yeah, yeah, the people that aren't going to go to the theaters are still not going to go to the theaters, and yeah. at least they would be able to see it on Disney Plus in some, or they'd be able to see it in yeah. any in some sort of you know. I mean, it's like I'm sure there's a number of families that are just like I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, totally, and it makes sense. I mean, and and, and <laughs> this is one of the few reasons to that's that's a good reason not to go to the theaters it's because there's a freaking pandemic going on i can totally respect all of that so it's just it's just really interesting to look at these numbers specifically because disney's kind of and we've mentioned this before you know they have enough capital and enough you know pull where they can kind of do these experimental things where they're okay we'll do some Mm -hmm. of them simultaneous we'll do some of them just streaming we'll do some of them just theaters and see what works best feel yeah yeah Yeah, they can take these major franchise things that they have and sort of play around with it i find it kind of hilarious that we spent a whole episode railing against the like oh well disney and experimentation kind of thing but now it's like well yeah i mean if you actually look at it from a this is an experiment because of how they're releasing it. Like that's it. I suppose a valid argument. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I feel like I have to start doing like vocal warmups before we do this. I feel like I got such like a <laughs> craggly voice right now. A little rasp in there. Um, yeah, a little bit. All those Marlboros. Maybe. The- <laughs> Who knows? We'll have to leave it up to the viewers. Do you, would, do you like Willis's viewers? Rasp? Yes. Yeah. The viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me if I should lean into it. Tweet at us. <laughs> yes. Sidebar. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things to talk about when it comes to this film specifically. I mean, that being the first one. And the other thing was just, um, you know, I think last week we talked about, or maybe two weeks ago, we talked about one of the execs from Disney calling Shang-Chi like an experiment. And in a way, I see what they're saying. Obviously, that's a very callous way of putting it. But I see what they're saying. Because for the majority of the Marvel films, I mean, it is, you know, leading white men as mm-hmm. the main character. And then the films like Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Black Widow, like those are kind of the first ones that we're seeing a more diverse leading cast. So yeah. in a way, I totally, I, I understand them saying it's an experiment because you don't know. It's it's the United States of America. It's, it's hard to say yeah. how yeah. people see these things. But it's really, I, I, it's really um, inspiring to see this type of stuff get a really good reaction, and which is yeah. why I'm so excited to see Eternals coming up and see what people really think about that film. Yeah. Diverse cast and a diverse director. Eternals is theater only, right? I believe so. As of now, yes. Uh, who yeah. who knows? But yeah, as of right now, it's theater yeah, only. It does. Yep. So. This whole thing is a huge experiment for Marvel and Disney overall. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's like this this one to me, and I guess to anybody, really, this is the first new character that we're getting in the MCU. Yeah. Like, everything that's released since Endgame is what we've had Spider-Man, we've had WandaVision, we've had Loki and... Falcon uh, and Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But these are all characters established from the first three um, phases. Yeah. But Shang-Chi is like, here's a brand new thing. And like that it's on par with black widow, mm-hmm. which is like, people know black widow. People know Scarlett Johansson in that role. Yeah. Like that to me is like the, the, the tipping point. That's like, okay, this is like 
more successful than Black Widow because there aren't people. I mean, there's always with the MCU, there's always people that are going to just go because it's an MCU film. Sure. Sure. But like, you know, you don't know, you haven't seen this character before. So you don't like, you could get in there and be like, well, he was kind of a dick or like, you know, like you could have a negative reaction to that character. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But like the fact that it's done as well as a established property, as it were, I think is a, a good indicator. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, yeah, even even Black Panther, it's like people know who Black Panther is, even if they hadn't, like, they didn't yeah. necessarily. Well, and he he was in Civil War before the first movie. Exactly. So you have yeah. no matter what, you have some sort of idea of who this character is, and something to get your your um you know your your fingers yeah. around. Whereas Chong Chi, it's like yeah. not that I had literally no idea. I'm not a huge comic book person, but I had no clue that this guy was anything to do with Marvel at all. Um, So yeah, to see a relatively unknown with an unknown cast, minus like Aquafina and a couple other players from the other films. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, they they brought in, well, (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't know. Just stop talking right now. No, 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 no. I don't think I said it. I don't (laughs) think. But, uh, but. They bring in, and this is not a spoiler because they're in the trailer. They bring in, um, like legendary martial arts, like cinema, just like people from the from the industry that have been around in yeah. kung fu forever, which I think was really really incredible. Because one, they're not something; they're not people that average ordinary you know Hollywood theater goers might know, mm-hmm. but they also held a lot of weight for every for the. Uh, like the Chinese aspect of everything and the mm-hmm. Kung Fu aspect of everything. And you'll see once you see it, there's so much of that tied in. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just very happy that all of this stuff succeeded in one way or another, even with, you know, the pandemic raging through, it's very inspiring yeah. to see. And um, yeah, I think Shang-Chi has solidified its place in the MCU is, is definitely not one of the worst yeah. films. I mean, there's, there's so many, <laughs> so what many is, What do you consider the worst MCU film? Um, not to put you on the spot, but I would have to say either it's hard. It's, it's kind of a tie between like Thor, the dark world and like Mm -hmm. Iron Man three. I didn't like all that much. And, Mm -hmm. um, I probably would have to say Thor, the dark world, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like that's kind of where I go to. Yeah. Um, Everything else has something to, to get from it. Yeah. Something to grab on it. Yeah. But yeah. And like, um, Iron Man three, like as I've rewatched it a couple times, I'm like it, it comes back, yeah, like it grows on you. There's like yeah. more going on there than on a first watch, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, so like yeah, I'm I'm psyched for for Shang Chi. I'm curious, and I guess we kind of know, but like, so we're getting Shang Chi, we're getting Eternals, like, and then we're whatever the hell is going to happen in Spider Man. Who knows? Yeah, like, do you think we're going to see Shang Chi in like uh Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness do you think we're going to see Eternals in that like how quickly do you think these characters are going to integrate with the rest of the um the MCU uh, so for the Eternals I think now this is like purely speculative but I think they will show up at least once relatively quickly after their film. I don't think they're going to be a big player in the universe because I think they're still going to try and fulfill their duties of, you know, protecting this planet from this one thing eventually. Um, With Shang-Chi, I don't want to say anything because there's 
you got to watch it before yeah. I uh, yeah, make yeah, yeah, any yeah. sort of uh, call on that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think they're setting it up for these things to kind of, you know, feed right in. I don't I don't know necessarily yeah. with the Eternals, but I think they will come into play pretty much right after their film. Eternals is an interesting thing too because, and I guess this kind of happened with Guardians, but Eternals it's like you could get one or two of them popping in. Like it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. be like here's all seven of them. Yeah, between five and seven, they go back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like you could get, hey, here's. Um, you know, Angelina Jolie's character or Samuel Hayek's character mm-hmm. popping in for a hot minute, you know, yeah. um, as they do. And I think that's more of the way that that will go. Whereas you don't have, because I think as they are a, a unit, they're also like they're, they're singular yeah. characters versus it'll like, be, it'll be a test balloon for X-Men is really exactly, exactly. But yeah, so Shang-Chi definitely at least met my expectations and it seems like it met a lot of people's expectations Obviously, box office isn't everything, but it's a good sort of indicator of how people it's are still responding. An yeah. yeah, and yeah, I really tried to like think of something to tie this into this one. I mean, let's if we're talking about how people are responding to things, how are you responding to this news about uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I like it. I like it. Nice. Um, that I- was like that was a terrible. <laughs> that was like the basic like. What if I just transitioned about doing a transition? And hey, you know what? When we've got nothing else is better than nothing. Um, I responded very... So give us the news first. Okay, so... Give us the breakdown. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel that has been in the works for a number of years now, and it's apparently supposed to be a direct sequel to the 70, 1974 uh, film, so it's supposed to be the only true sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really, that's what I've been told. Who okay. the fuck knows? I mean, I think you know they're taking after the Halloween stuff where they kind of mixed sure. Rob Zombie's thing. Um, <laughs> and so now we've recently got news that Netflix, the faithful, trusty Netflix, has acquired the rights to this film. Um, so that it will premiere and basically just, I don't think Netflix does many simultaneous release stuff. So it's going to premiere and live on Netflix from what we know so far. Now, has this movie been made or is this movie just optioned? I think that it's been shot. So it's been, it's gone through a lot of, a bunch of rewrites and director shifts. But at this point, I think, I think that it's shot. It's, it's uh, being directed now, finally, after I think three different directors, which is Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake Mm -hmm. and Don't Breathe and all that stuff. So he's got a good, he understands, relatively speaking, what to do with new age horror stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but I believe, yeah, so to your original question, I do believe that it's at least mostly shot, if not completely shot. Okay. So I am intrigued by this news. I don't know if it's good or bad just yet. I think that it's interesting that we're getting um, one of the first major IP premiere pieces mm-hmm. coming to Netflix in this form because, and my whole yeah. thing is, normally horror films are like a slam dunk for theaters. I mean, they yeah. make them for five to twenty million, and they make four times as much every time. I was it's just looking jam, at the yeah. stats; like, even the Texas Chainsaw 3D movie, which was terrible, and I saw it, absolutely terrible. It still made. Four was that the one that came out in like what, like two thousand four or three uh, or something? No, that one was. Um, 
No, they did the Ch- Texas Chainsaw like New Beginning or something, which was then, mm. and then the 3D I think was like 2016 or something. Oh, okay, all right. Um, terrible, absolutely awful. Like one of the worst yeah. movies I've ever seen, and it still made four times its budget because they're so cheap <laughs> to make. Because yeah, like it just doesn't matter. So it's just an int- for me. It's just interesting. It's kind of like why? Because there's no sort of uh, release date on this yet. They could have slated it for 2023. Theaters will yeah. be back. So yeah. for me, it's just kind of like a, why? This, these are slam dunk movies for theaters. I mean, it's like those, you know, the old uh, well, dr- like ro- romantic comedies. This, yeah, is this like a, a continuation of, and you're going to have to help me out when, on the horror aspect of this because sure. I don't follow horror as closely, but yep. um, Netflix just did the three-part series uh or the three movie series of horror films um, that the name's escaping me. Fear Street. Uh, Fear Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is this a continuation on that? Like, cause that I think did well enough to like make it into the zeitgeist. Like, yeah. you know, to get people talking about it. Um, part of that I think might've been because of a, like it's unique kind of structure um, yes. of like, here's three movies that we're releasing. Um, but do you think this the Texas Chainsaw thing is a, a continuation of like, oh, wait, horror movies can do well for us. Let's see what we can do with that. I think it might be. Although it's hard to say because Fear Street had a couple things going for it. I believe that, isn't it an R.L. Stein book? Yeah, 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 it know. is. It's an R.L. <laughs> Stein book, which is so, so they made a children's book book into an r-rated horror film so i think part of it was it had a name behind it, and i saw all three films yeah they, they had some things going for them um so i don't know it's interesting because they have been kind of yeah, upping their horror game recently like the, yeah. the classic horror film like there's there's a couple that have been out there and also um you know the haunting of hill house and the haunting mm-hmm. of bly manor those both did really well um, American yeah. Horror Story always does really well, so I think it might be. I mean, it could be, but yeah. still, I mean, Texas Chainsaw isn't really like the oh, we love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's not a lot of. It's weird because it is like an established IP, and we've talked about this before. But it's like an established IP that's just like not in a good place. Yeah. Like, I think it's a hard put. Like. So that's a, a debatable question. Of it's a hard push to be like after the last two. Are you going to see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie in theaters? Mm. See, but like if if you were burned in two thousand sixteen, man, that's like five years ago. Like, and if it's like, hey, Netflix is putting it out, and it's another, and like they throw out a good trailer for it, I'm like that that gets people into the theaters. And just the fact that it's supposed to be the continuation of the OG story. I mean, that again, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things going for this film where if it's strictly, yeah. you know, oh, we're not sure if this is going to do numbers in the box office, I think that's a ridiculous thing. I mean, I was looking at the numbers from, you know, the Friday the 13th reboot and the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, which happened in between 2007 and 2014. Again, mm-hmm. both of those movies made between five and eight times their budget back. So it's like, and, yeah. and they were both critically just absolutely destroyed so it's almost like a no-brainer at this point yeah. to release these in, in theaters because those are the movies that people want to go to see in theaters regardless of if it's good or not, is horror yeah. movies because there's a th- it's, it's like the experience of being there with everyone, seeing something scary yeah. for the first time, you know? 
that's why paranormal activity sucks but it made $500 million on a $100,000 budget. So it's like, how much does it yeah. really suck, you know? Um, so I don't know. For me, it's just a weird decision to put this on a streamer where I don't think that many people really want to go just sit down with headphones and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I just don't yeah. think that's the, the vibe, really. I could be yeah. wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I think we should we should touch on here that you had mentioned was, is this the first film feature film IP that Netflix has? I think, I think I so. I can't think of any. I've been thinking for a few days since you you originally texted me this story. I can't think of anything. Else. The only thing I can come up with, and this is like, I feel like we're turning into Marvel fanboys <laughs> on this podcast, but I, is is the Marvel TV show series are. You know, it's Marvel, but like, and I guess those weren't even established IPs, but yeah, I can't think of anything that it's like, oh, you know, they're making another one of these, but Netflix is making it. Right. Yeah. And again, I could totally be wrong because Netflix puts out so much that Netflix is putting out like 40 movies in the next four months. Absurd. That's Who's watching insane. Those? <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I, I'm, I, it might be me. There's a lot that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. If that's just there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit play on that. But sure, that's not the question. Yeah. So it's a weird thing because I'm like, there's the the question of horror movie appeal that we've just been talking about, but also of like, is this a test balloon for Netflix to be like, well, will people come and see something that they recognize on Netflix? Yeah. And with Texas Chainsaw, it's kind of, it's weird because it's almost a safe bet in my mind. It's almost a safe yeah. bet because it's a very recognizable IP name. But again, I go back to my point of like, I don't sit down and watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think I've seen it twice and both times I'm yeah. like, this is really hard to watch. Like, it's a great movie. It's yeah. very, very disturbing and hard to hard to sit through. The original one? The original, yeah. I don't think yeah. I've seen the others really and they don't, you know, they, they're not coming. <laughs> I think you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't have to, uh, validate. Your... Yeah. But so it's just, it's just odd. I mean, if it was something like even Halloween or Friday the 13th, I'm like, mm -hmm. there's enough of a date night type of film, like vibe around those where you could go yeah. to a Friday the 13th. Like I remember the 2008 Friday the 13th movie, like it was mm -hmm. dumb, but it was really kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I don't think there's the same, and even the OG Friday the 13th, again, kind of fun to watch, really campy, but Texas yeah. Chainsaw, it's like, it's really not that fun to watch. Like, it's it's yeah. very, very disturbing, and it's, you know, it's a great movie, again, but... It's Which I guess brings <laughs> us to the question of, like, what kind of movie this will be, because, like, yeah, okay, sure, if it's, a, I, if it's a direct, like, the fact that they're pointing out now that it's a direct sequel, to me, makes it that feels like a hey like prep yourself this is gonna be dark and fucked up and disturbing yeah um but it could totally just you know i'm sure they said that about evil dead too which is my only real true horror ip <laughs> that i can talk with any legitimacy on true um you know so it could be super camp it could be um goofball horror mm -hmm. it could be you know more a thriller but it, like it could be anything but that they're indicating that it's a continuation of the original makes me think it's going to be in the same mindset, genre, what have you. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, 
yet again, we're going to have to wait and see. I think we're going to have to wait a, quite a while to see what happens with this one. This They could sit on this for a long like Yeah. If this doesn't come out at Halloween, which I feel like mm. this seems like a like I don't know. Well, as more of the horror person, well, more as the horror person, um, do you tend to see more horror movies around Halloween? Is it more like, is that usually a better indicator or are you down? Will you go to a Valentine's Day Halloween movie, Valentine's Day horror movie? It's hard to say because there have been, normally what happens is, yeah, between the beginning of October and, well, yeah, just right around the Halloween time, that's when they try and release their surefire wins. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, throughout December, January, February, I've seen tons of, I mean, a lot of the paranormal activity films before they became really huge, those were, that's where they premiered. Um and same with stuff like The Purge and Sinister. So I think that yeah. those are just the ones they don't have faith in. The ones that are surefire, like, oh, Saw, Halloween, mm-hmm. like the ones that every Halloween one Spiral. comes out. Sp- yeah, exactly. Um, you know, those will be... So it, it, it all depends. Those are the ones that they know are going to hit. So I would be yeah. not shocked at all if Hollow- or if um, Texas Chainsaw at least premiered so, around that time. Yeah, I, so that being said, I, like, I don't think we're going to get that next month. I doubt it. I feel like that's like a, we'd have heard more about it. There'd be a trailer out by now. Like you got it right. Oh, maybe not, but you know, um, but so that, that to me then is like, so like they could have this and they could sit on it for two years. They could, you know, they could be like, yeah, we're waiting for, we're waiting to see how this pans out. God, I'd love to sit in like a Netflix board meeting and just be like, <laughs> to what depth is their like platform or their um, release calendar like how many months ahead does it go right you know and how fluidly can that shit change because it seems like very like (laughs) yeah exactly um so who knows maybe maybe valentine's day 2022 we're all sitting down to watch uh texas chainsaw massacre all sitting down to watch a continuation of a film that is yeah (laughs) from 1974 that's that's a conversation that we could have because i feel like that's starting to happen and I don't know if that's a, uh, a a piece of running out of like fresh IP mm. or if it's like an actual indicator of what's going on in the industry. But like there's been a few movies that are like, oh, these are like movies from like the 60s, 70s that are something that we could do something with. 100%. That you never thought would see like a true sequel really necessarily. Like, hey, Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, boom. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, we're going to move right by this? Top Gun, I was guys. just going to keep talking about <laughs> horror films. but As much as I love to talk about horror films, I think we should slide right into our next category. category. What am I saying? Our next segment. <laughs> category word. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, the never-ending saga of film delays for the year 2021. Yes. Um, what else have been delayed so far, if Willis? I mean, we we know about I think Mission Impossible so, and Mission Impossible, Venom. Top Gun, Mavericks, Venom. Well, so Venom is an interesting thing because Venom got pushed like a month. Oh, oh yeah, from yeah, Venom got pushed from September to October, yep. and I think because I read something. I don't know how it might have been today. I read something that's like yeah, like 
Carnage or Venom 2 is is sticking through it, which I think I said this on the last episode, but makes me think that there's a Venom 2 Spider-Man No Way Home tie in in some capacity that they have to set that up before the other one comes out. But makes sense. Um, yeah, um, that would be very Sony of Sony. I know. But yeah, so I mean, we're getting Top Gun Mavericks, Mission Impossible, Jackass 4 um, and like. I hate to say it, but and it hasn't been announced in any capacity, but I feel like No Time to Die is going to hit that list, too. I was going to ask you about that. That and Dune are the two ones that I'm like... And Dune. They're still over a month away, and that's mm-hmm. kind of... I think when you're in the two-week span, they don't really do... They're not going to say, oh, Spider-Man's coming out yeah. in two weeks. We're going to yank it. But with something that's... Especially with Dune, October 22nd, there's so much time for them to, to delay yeah. that film. And, I mean, do you think it's going to... Do you think it's likely? I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do too. I, I I I think No Time to Die is going to get another delay. I don't know if it'll get mm. pushed till spring or if it'll get pushed till uh like Christmas cuz it's Thanksgiving now, I think. It's like uh I want to say it's like November 17th or something. Oh, for Bond? Uh for yeah. For no time yeah, to die. it's somewhere because originally it was well, originally it was 2020, but then it was like well, yeah, like spring and then October 8th, and then I think the new one is yeah, sometime in November, which actually makes more sense for an for a Bond movie in my opinion, but whatever. Or you know what? I think it might still be October, October 8th. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, getting down to it then. That, yeah. So my that like that becomes the question here is like, at what point? And I think No Time to Die and Dune are the, the the good examples of this. At what point are you like, look, this movie just has to come out? Yeah, regardless. And I understand, uh, was it Paramount? Who has Bond? Uh, right now, I don't MGM. know. Well, it's MGM, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not a, yeah. It's not Amazon yet, yeah. Um, But so, like, at what point is it, like, delaying this continually is just continually costing us more money which means it has to do better at box office which means like and so to go back to like top gun and um jackass mission impossible and jackass (laughs) well not so much but so to go back to top gun and mission impossible we haven't really gotten into like a marketing campaign for those yet top gun you know what i mean almost like it's almost we're right around the corner Yeah, yeah yeah but like that's the thing is like how many marketing campaigns has no time to die gone through at this point? Oh my God. Like how many times have you seen final trailer for no time to die? Mm -hmm. That's costing them money to ramp up every time, which means like I said, like it just has to do better and better at the box office to break even or make money. Yeah. And it's at what, like at what point do those balance sheets just become, unfeasible and you're like you know what we got to put this out and who who's going to come is going to come and then we're going to find another like revenue stream for it yeah so so that and then like dune too is like dune has got massive ad campaigns going on dune has premiered dune premiered at the venice film festival last week so it's like people have seen it (laughs) yeah and like you know and i guess there's not so much spoilers coming with dune because you know like it's dune um but you know, you can't it, like there's only so much you can delay this stuff before it's um people are gonna lose interest. Yeah. You know? 
and like I like personally speaking from Bond, I'm like I was super jacked for for Bond um like a year and a half ago. I was like, oh yeah, give me some Remy Malik, give me some post Oscar Remy Malik, which is like I know. <laughs> You know, when like right in that, like, yeah, like his whole career trajectory was like, yeah, we're going to do this. I'm making hand gestures right now, but like, we're going to, you know, peak up with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and then we're going to be in this major franchise movie and then we'll do. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, he's just kind of like went up a little bit and then it's just straight line across like, yeah, um, which I guess so many people are doing in in, uh, COVID, but true. But so to go back to the point I was saying, like. I'm not that jacked about No Time to Die anymore. Yes. I want to see it. Will I see it in theaters? I'm kind of just like, all right, like, just give it to me already. I don't care if it's on Paramount Plus or (laughs) Amazon or whatever. Like, just put it out. Let me see this movie so I can check the box and, like, start hypothesizing about who the new Bond's going to be. Yes, exactly. And that's what the thing I was going to ask you was like, when does the marketing start? Like, when does this current marketing run start to work against the films? Because again, every film I've seen in the past two years, which is not that many, but it's enough where I'm like, or or in theaters, I mean, has had Top Gun trailer before it has had James mm-hmm. Bond trailer before it has had all Dune trailer before it to the point yeah. where I just when I hear the Top Gun music or if I you know start to sense like a Bond trailer is coming I just like look at my phone in the theater yeah. because I'm like I've seen this so many times at this point where I'm losing it's losing me yeah like that's worth noting the the new final trailer quote unquote that um they released for Bond the other day yeah, was come on <laughs> like a, a tie into a bunch to like Spectre and Casino yeah. Royale and and um, Skyfall, like all these different things of like, oh, this is like a whole thing. And I'm like, there's no new footage in here. Mm-hmm. This is all the same stuff. And like, you can't just keep putting out foot. Like the point of a trailer is to entice people to want to see it. And I'm like, if this is all stuff I've seen, like what? I don't care. Yeah. And they also can't see the keep movie. giving us more because I don't want to really see yeah. more. They're at this weird point yeah. where I don't want to see more, but you almost have to give people more to keep them excited because we've seen the same trailer over and over again yeah. for the past two years. So I don't know. Like to go back, I guess to our original thing. I I do. I feel like I feel like Bond's going to get bumped one more time. Mm-hmm. Because they're in this place where it's like, well, we've done it so many times. Like, what's one more? Yeah. I don't think... I think it'll be like a month. Oh, yeah. Um, from October to November type deal? Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, yeah, coming in July or something. Because then no one will care. Yeah. I'd be like, F- I'm, not, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitively this not seeing it This movie was supposed to come out three and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you could have made another Bond in that period of time. <laughs> they probably did. Or you know, That's actually a really interesting... <laughs> like, how often... Like, Bonds come, what, four or five mo- years apart? Yeah, about this point. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Um, it's crazy. So I don't know. Um, I think Dune will stick. I think Dune will happen. Mm-hmm. I think Dune's got enough of a, a buzz around it, and I think there's an awards uh, pitch to be had for Dune. Yeah. That's going to be the other thing is like things that have to come out this year to qualify for Ooh. the Oscars. Mm. Like House of Gucci. I know. You know, like that, that's a prime, like that's set for box office, but also like that's, you know, wants to be a box office success, but also 
that that is an Oscar bait movie. Hundred percent. I mean, like so Italian accents aside, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's gonna be a wild December. Oh my god, yeah. Like, cause they could just bump it all and be like, well. It's Christmas. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's throw it up against Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been out for two weeks. Let's, uh, mm. I want to look up here. Um, that's a good, that's, mm, that's because Spider-Man, I think of, it's funny because I bet you, like when Endgame was coming out, studios mm-hmm. were like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. We have to really schedule ourselves <laughs> well, accordingly <laughs> to even be seen here. So like, let's see what we got to do. <laughs> and with Spider-Man, similar shit, you know? They're going to yeah. have to really schedule themselves accordingly to not just be overshadowed. Oh, man. So I, I just pulled up like the release. Yeah. F- the current release set up for December. Oh, Jesus. So like nothing really the first week. Mm-hmm. Second week, December 10th, we get West Side Story. Woo. Spielberg. What? Yeah. Which I've forgotten about. Third week, uh, December 17th, we get Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, and The Novice, which I don't know what that is. Yeah. But then December 22nd, we get The Matrix Resurrections. Mm. Ooh. And The King's Man. Mm. so like franchise heavy big, yeah established mm. um so like if we're taking that and then like we're throwing yeah let's throw dune let's throw bond let's throw like fatigue d- yeah but i mean i'm just like all right i gotta go to the movies like seven times in december <laughs> twist my arm here we go sure but, might as well i mean let, let's go yeah i uh I don't know. I, let me ask you. Let me ask you one more yeah. question on this this topic here. Do you think anybody here in the ones that we've talked about is going to go? Screw it. Let's just release it on a platform. Well, it's interesting because I want to see the oh, like only on a platform, like no simultaneous, or like or, or I mean, maybe maybe simultaneous or something where okay, but like because none of the ones we've talked about as of now are set for a streaming release well the only one that i can think of would be bond because of the new stuff that's going on with mgm and prime yeah like if it if this lasts long enough where that whole deal finishes fuck yeah amazon is just gonna put it out like there's no way that they're not just gonna do simultaneous release that's one of those things i feel like there's got to be language to protect that in yeah. whatever contract Amazon <laughs> signed. Like there's no way they're like, Oh yeah, we own this now. So we're just going to put it out. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really don't think. I would say Jackass four might be, might succumb to that. Potentially, potentially. Although it's weird because Jackass four is one of those movies. that's like, ah, oh, damn. Like if you don't see that in a theater, are you going to fucking watch Jackass four? Probably True. not. Like Jack also, S- Jackass 4 could come out at any period, at any point. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It could come out next year. Yeah. It's because... They, Another great Valentine's Day movie. They, I would fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. They kicked themselves... They they did their... They're still doing their marketing too too soon or, or whatever. Yeah. I don't, even in the year of COVID where Jackass just started marketing this year. And they, yeah. they still fucked it up. Like, I just... I don't know. Because that was one of those things where regardless of if you like Jackass or not, it's something that people know about. It's one of those IP yeah. things where it's like people understand it. And as soon as Notable the trailer brand, comes yeah. up, yeah, people are like, oh, shit, I might not see that, but oh, wow, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
other than Jackass, I mean, is there any other ones that you'd think may do that? Because it's still... It might get a stream. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Top Gun or Mission Impossible. No, definitely not. Um, especially Mission Impossible, because Mission Impossible is theater spectacle, mm-hmm. like, and not really anything else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of anything else that's going to gonna hit that hit that kind of thing i mean do you think they would do either do you think they would do spider-man simultaneous if they really no. desperately had to i don't think they have to yeah like, i i think i mean it broke the internet. what do you think about um ghostbusters that's an interesting one that is an interesting one because that's right now for november 19th mm, which again that's in the area where who knows um yeah that could I, that could, could do it. That could do simultaneous release. Although, what's the studio yeah. behind Ghostbusters these days? Because uh, I think that's, that's a, a big question. one too. Um, Columbia. Yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah, it's Go, Columbia, Columbia, but yeah. So, oh, distributed by Sony. <laughs> oh. So I guess not because Sony doesn't have have a, a platform. Yeah. Distribute on. So apparently not. Oh, that would so that we'll would cut be out one, that whole segment. But that would work. Yeah. I feel like Ghostbusters would be the like interesting. Like it has enough reach that people would seek it out on their platform and not feel like they were missing something because they're not seeing it in theaters. Exactly. Which is the opposite for Bond. It's just like you, yeah. that's a theater spectacle film. I mean, you, you got to see. It. You don't have to, but that's the that's part of the reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It's not even worth making like assumptions on what is going to happen because people because the studios are just day by day changing what's going on. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, as long as we get to see the work, I don't really care at this point. Like whether whether we have to see it in theaters, I do love seeing stuff in theaters. But I've now narrowed it down to I like seeing big blockbusters yep. where the theaters packed. I like seeing horror movies yep. and some comedies. Other than that, I'm like. Anything in the middle, I'll see a fucking Tarantino movie at home, realistically. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the sound in my living room's good enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and that's, there's something to be said for that of like, in the back of my head with everything that we talk about on this, I'm like, you know, I really kind of like get a, like a 4K projector and like a surround sound kind of set up and just like be able to watch movies on a small, big screen yeah. in my basement. Yeah. Um, it is worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, guys, I don't know. It would be nice to just, yeah, it would be nice to just get to this place where we don't have to talk about delays yeah. or simultaneous releases in order to make money. Yeah. And we'll get to that point. I think we'll get to a point where it's very much like like what you were just saying of, oh, yeah, like, I don't go to the movies for everything anymore. I don't, I think the idea of I'm just going to drive to a theater and pick uh what movie i'm seeing when i get there yeah i think that those days are dead those days may have been dead for a long time i don't know that happened a lot when i worked in a movie theater when i was in high school yeah yeah long time ago so (laughs) um but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those everything's in flux but it'll stabilize it will get there yeah it might be a new normal but we'll get there yeah you know but uh but yeah guys that's gonna that's gonna do it. That's gonna bring us home for the for the topics yeah. we had to talk about today. Um, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's just slide on right into the recommendations. Do you cool. have a recommendation this week? Willis? I do. 
Um, my recommendation for this week is a TV show mm. um, that I don't recommend the whole series, but Ooh. the first two, I'll say two seasons are good, are fantastic. It's called uh, The Newsroom. It was on HBO, oh, yeah. uh, written by Aaron Sorkin in his most Aaron Sorkin, 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 Sorkin-ness? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird word to say. Um, but it's about um, a newsroom, uh, like a New York City uh, news show. And the pilot, especially, I'm sure you've oh. seen uh, the, the the opening there. But um, the pilot, especially, I rewatched it last night randomly when I was uh, just like hanging out. And it's so well written. The characters are so well thought out and well developed um, that it's uh, it's one of my favorite shows. It's one of those ones that I can just watch over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it stars uh, it stars Jeff Daniels. It stars Emily Mortimer. Um, it has uh, Dev Patel, who has become way more famous than he was in this show. Yes. Uh, when he was there, um, Olivia Munn. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Allison Pill, John Gallagher Jr. It's the cast is really really great, um, and it's HBO, so it's like you know there's like a level of quality, a level of inherent quality. Yeah, it's Sorkin, so you know you're going to be entertained. Like <laughs> yes, and Sam Watterson too. Yeah, and probably one of my favorite roles of Sam Watterson ever. But Absolutely. That's my recommendation. The first episode especially is amazing. It kind of peters out because it got hit by the I think. I think he got hit by the writer strike and then Aaron Sorkin was like doing other things and like, didn't come back to it. So he was doing the social network um, and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think the third season came out like three years after the first two and had like six episodes oh. just to like put a period on it. So, but yeah, so great show. Where are you, where do you find it? Uh, it's on HBO max. Oh, nice. It is an HBO show. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I think I've only I've only seen the um the 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 famed Jeff Daniels speech from the beginning of that yes which is whew. which that's like if you ever talk about a, a scene that hooks you in but the character development in that first episode that like is beyond crazy of like how much you know about these characters just from the first hour. That's writing. Josh, what's your what's your recommendation for this week? My recommendation is a film, not a series. Uh, it's one that I had seen, but not in a very long time. Uh, it's a 1995 film by the name of Heat. Um, yes. <laughs> and you're gonna do the town and then Heat. I I had I just watched it again today. <laughs> I literally had to. I was watching it and I was like, "Fuck! I ha- this movie is so good." Um, yeah, uh, directed by Michael Mann, stars De Niro, Pacino, Val Kilmer, John Voight. I mean, it, the list goes on. Uh, it's kind Danny of Trejo. Danny Trejo, who just Danny is Trejo as a character named, named Trejo. Trejo again, as is like his thing of like, I'm just gonna be, just call me Danny just, or just call yeah, me Trejo. Like, just the same guy every over and over, but it works. Sorry, it, continue. 100% yeah. works. Um, yeah, what can I say? I mean, it's like the ultimate heist film. A lot of films that we've talked about. Copious amounts of times have bit off of this film. I mean, the town is in many regards a blatant ripoff of Heat. Same with The Dark Knight and you know Wrath of mm-hmm. Man and Den of Thieves. Like every heist film has taken something from Heat yeah. um, since the the nineties. Um, it's it's a long movie. It's almost three hours. It's long. a very long movie. 
which is interesting because we also rewatched me and my roommate rewatched a couple Transformers films and those are long too, mm. like around the same mark, but they mm-hmm. feel long. Heat does yeah. not feel long. It feels like the perfect, the exact perfect amount of time. Heat's one of those ones that you're like two and a half hours in and you're like, oh my God, remember that opening? Yeah. Like, remember that beginning where it's like, yeah, yeah, incredible. I mean, set pieces, uh, the acting is awesome all the way around. Mm-hmm. Pacino. The, c- <laughs> the scene between Pacino and, and De Niro like there's, I, I had to write a report on that scene yeah. when I was in college and there's so much going on that like to, from their performances to the camera work to everything, like yes. it's just, it's a masterclass. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute it's masterclass. A masterclass. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about it just because it's, it's so much movie in, in three hours. Um, yes. Definitely worth catching. If you're into that type of thing, it's not for everybody by any means. I did yeah. also watch the Val documentary this weekend, which yeah. is like, it gave me a, a, a new appreciation for his role in this whole thing. Sure. Um, and yeah, streaming on stars, which is weird. It's through like the Apple mm. TV plus thing. So it's like a, you might have to rent it for four bucks on prime, but if you want to do yeah. it, do it. You won't be disappointed. It. Worth it. Al Pacino is going for it in a lot of his one line of the readings. one of the I think. Oh my God! Some of the line reads it's so from good. That it's movie are so amazing. good. <laughs> this is one of the few I think of the like nine Blu-rays that I still own. Yes. Uh, that that is one of them. Yes. Perfect. Yes, and I'm gonna go ask my wife if she wants to watch <laughs> for the next three hours now. Uh, Perfect film to throw on at nine and be PM, shot guys. down immediately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah guys that's uh that'll do it that'll do it for us this yes. week we are home we are finally home so josh where can people find you online uh people can find me online on instagram at josh j fuller or on twitter at josh fuller 33 fuller is spelled with no e uh willis where can people find you online people can find me in the same places twitter and instagram although i'm way more active on instagram uh at willis film and you can find uh, Pixel Splitters, the podcast, on Instagram at Pixel Splitters or on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And do us a favor if you've made it all the way through this episode to this point. Uh, give us a five star. Give us a review on uh, Spotify, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, yeah. anywhere. Any, any, any place that they're like, press this button if you like this. Go ahead and press that button if you like this. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah. And if not, just that'd at least great. give us a follow or a subscribe. That yeah. always helps, you know. Let's us know you, you give a shit about us, you know. Yes. Yes. It's greatly appreciated. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, dude. Now we're home. <laughs> we're home. Let's be at home. Yes. Uh, and let's call it a, a day for the day. Yes. Uh, I hope everyone had a happy Labor Day. Um, yeah. Go see a movie this weekend. Yeah. Get, get your asses into those those rooms. Yes. Rooms is a terrible word there. Get your It doesn't feel those like theaters. a room. Yeah, into the theater. Yeah. Get your ass into a seat somewhere where it's nice. Cinema. Yeah, cinema. And enjoy a film, guys. Just do it for us, please. Yes, please. All right, Josh. I will talk to you next week, my man. All right, dude. Good talking to you as always. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, guys. 